All right, just went ahead and started the recording as well. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, kind of get things rolling here. So uh, everyone, welcome to the uh, parlay. Another Tuesday, moving right along, February 9th, we are moving. I'm your host, uh, Damian, on behalf of Ricardo Garcia as well, MV Ingerman. Uh, I'm not sure if V's going to make it in tonight. She might come in. Uh, we'd like to welcome you aboard as well. I see we got Tony in the parlay. We got Robert, Brittany, uh, as well as um, Justin Miller. I know he's in the background as well. And Annabelle, welcome. We got others probably joining as we proceed forth as well. So um, many of you have already been a part of the parlay. So uh, as far as introduction, you know, be sure to make sure you follow us. Uh, visit us at Parlay All Day. Dot com stay connected with us too on social media and um, we're gonna have a great time tonight as well um, please make sure your responses are clean and professional as we proceed and uh, we're going to keep things moving um, tonight is going to be a very um, interesting parlay I, I I love this topic this was brought to me by uh, by Tony so big shout out to Tony on this one as well um, but it's been a talk that I feel that um, is, is always coming up. It's always coming up, you know, the topic about education versus experience, uh, on the job experience. Um, and I, I do believe, I mean, I'm 43 now. I do believe that things have really changed as the years have gone on, you know, um, back in the day when I first started in, in my career, you know, you had to have your degree to be successful. Um, and so I obtained my bachelor's degree and, was able to uh, get into the position that I am as um, a specialist uh, and proceed forth. But before then, you couldn't you couldn't get into the position unless you had uh, an actual degree. Um, and my whole thing is knowledge is power, and so I wanted to get my degree um, so I can make more money. You know, in actuality, that's really what it's all about. Um, but now things have definitely changed based on. Uh, where we are with uh, technology. You know, everybody can go on YouTube nowadays and pull up a video and spend five hours and be a master, you know, just by doing something repetitive. So we want to talk about that. Um, and so if you do want to speak up on the parlay as well, um, please press the reactions button. Amanda, I see you. Welcome to the parlay. I uh, hope you're doing well, but hit the reactions button and you can raise your hand so I can actually see as to who wants to respond as well to that specific question or a specific question. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start out um, and see here. I'm going to start off with uh, Robert. Robert, what are your thoughts, man? We're talking about education versus experience. I know you are a master in your field and... Yeah. Um, Go ahead, man. Take 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 it away. Yeah, I actually, I, I really um, think this is a good subject. Um, education is super important. I mean, I feel like credentially you show that you are, um, you know, you're focused enough to go to college, get the degree. I think it's a great experience to go to college and network and expand your your group. Um, and then I do look at education as a, as, a, as a, you have to be careful with education because you put yourself in a tremendous amount of debt. What I see with education with some people is you got the, it's this, it's this number of how much output do I spend for my education versus the return on the debt I put myself in and how quickly can I ignite my life 
without debt uh, and to the point of where I'm tapping into, you know, the world's benefits of home ownership or small business loans. And when you're, when you're toppling all these different high end more, uh, you know, student loans, it can be crucial. But um, I also think that experience, you know, plays a huge role today. Now, I think if you have experience in something, what you did in the past doesn't necessarily dictate what the future is. Right. Uh, my mom has a bachelor's degree in economics from, you know, 88, 82 or something, maybe. And I'm sure she probably doesn't remember all the things about that degree because you forget stuff. But yeah. the current experience that you have now, to me, will, will last the test of time because it's relevant and it's to the T. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I always say, um, you know, and even when I got my degree in, in, in college, uh, I worked for companies that paid my tuition. I look for companies like that, yeah, you know, and, and yeah. And so it was a win for me. Uh, all I had to do was uh, perform. Uh, you know, I averaged a 3.75 GPA and I mean, they, they pay for everything. My books, tuition, everything. Um, many of my friends that were in college, um, you know, had, man, debts of 50,000 plus. Um, and probably a lot of them are still trying to pay those off. Uh, and I graduated in 2003, you know, with the interest that's accruing and everything as well. So yeah, that's big. That's, that's huge. Um, you know, uh, look for those opportunities uh, as well. Others, others, Tony Bodie. Uh, welcome to another parlay. Parlay all day. I'm Tony Boldy. Uh, I really enjoy these. Obviously, I came up with this topic because I just currently enrolled in the online program for Harvard. And I never thought I could like go to an Ivy League school. But, you know, I was married to a woman that was in an Ivy League school. I hung out with all their friends and their social clubs. And I started realizing that it was an illusion that those people were smarter than the average person. It was an elitist club. It was a financial if you could afford to go to that school. Yeah, you had to test in. But hanging out with some of these cats, having a couple beers with them. I'm like, man, he's smarter than I am. Like, I'm going to try that Ivy League thing, right? And I never did. I never did. And we've been in this lockdown. And uh, and I saw that they're offering some programs. And I'm like, well, let me check this out real quick. So um, applied, got got my class, started taking the classes and started realizing, like, maybe I, I'm 53 now, right? And I'm like, well, maybe I missed, maybe I missed the avenue I was supposed to go down. But you know what I realized in my undergrad? I went to Western Michigan University for my undergrad. I got a scholarship there for a military program. And so they paid for everything too, as long as you went into the military. And so I learned from that program that college teaches you how to learn, how to wait in line, how to listen, how to get along with your roommates at, in the dorm room. And it teaches you to be a member of society. So I think it's absolutely important that you go to a university away from home. And with that being said, learning how to learn so that they can teach you on the job is really important. But we've also heard that some of these uh, colleges now are just a mill and they're just churning people out and they're making tons of money and making tons of money. So it's, it's a balance. I think everybody should take a year off to go explore what they like after high school. And then a year later after they've learned, because a lot of kids are just finding their way. And so when they're in college, they're spending maybe their parents' money if they're if they you know got the blessings from their family, and they're not really dedicated to school, and they kind of flunk out because they find the sorority fraternity, and so you kind of wasted a lot of money. But if you go out and you live in the world for a year and you see what you want to focus on, 
I think it really helps your academics. And then you can do further education. You can do part-time and work like you did, Damian. Um, you know, yeah. Cindy, she went to and got her master's degree while she was raising kids. So you can find time in your life to, to get educated. So that is absolutely detrimental that you get educated. But right. the experience you get in life, there is there is nothing that compares to life experience. Nothing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, so not... you got to find your path, right? You got to find your balance between education on the job, education in the academic system, and respect and depending on what field you're going into. Some fields don't need a college degree, but some fields must. Like if you're going to go into the medical field, the legal field, there's no way around it, right? right. If you're going to be you know, an Ivy League school teacher, you have to get your PhD if you're going to be a psychologist, right? So there, it depends on what program you're going in. But what you're going into. But life experience, man, there's hands down, that is the number one most important thing in the world is to get what I call street cred. Yeah. And then yeah. based on your street cred, passion and based on passion, then you figure out the rest. So. Right. And I, and I definitely appreciate you, Tony, always on the uh, parlay as well. Uh, those of you that are joining us that are that are in on the parlay, Please um, feel free to also use the chat. Um, so, so drop, like if you have a, a, a response you want to drop into the chat or a question, drop that in there. Drop that in there. Uh, Dushan, I see you raising your hand. Welcome to the parlay, my brother. Go ahead and take it away, man. Education Tony, versus experience. What are your thoughts? Tony, what do you think about uh, if you just take the first year, like a couple of GE classes? Because I feel like when you go to college, well, it's, I mean, it's probably different now than when I went, but um, I feel like you get there. People tell you you got to do computer science or something, law, uh, whatnot. But when you get there, if you do the GE classes, the 100 level ones, you kind of get an idea what you say about like what you may like. You may go in being pressured by your parents or whatever. But when you're at college, if you do the GE, the 100 level ones, then I think they should have like a window where you can then declare your major. Yeah, so my comment on that is I think education is a filtering system. And I think tests are a way to filter out those that are going to go to like the CIA. They're going to be government level. They're going to be law, medicine. You start taking biology classes in high school, you start finding out really quick if you're good at biology. You start taking math classes and you start seeing what you actually excel in. It's not really for you. Those people that are going to place you are watching how you perform. And trust me, the CIA and FBI are looking at your college scores to see who they're going to bring in to these organizations, NSA, all these different high-level security programs. They're looking for the next genius to come out of these grade schools, these lower, lower class schools, these uh, average high schools, these um, undergrads, these master programs. They're watching us. So education is important if you want to go into a organized government or um, highly accredited career. But if you're like on, in computers and you're a gamer or if you're like Elon Musk or you're, you know, Jeff Bezos and you're going to create something that doesn't exist or you're in the space program, it's in a different approach because it's just basically you're innovative, you're creating and you're using the education so you can further your creation so if you want to be hired or if you want to create jobs, kind of that would be the middle of the road. Are you, are you creating something that's never existed? You don't really need education other than you understand how chemistry works, how the law system works, how you want to be president of the United States. If you're a producer, pretty much every producer in Hollywood is, is, is a lawyer. They have a legal degree. 
So you just kind of find out what helps you kind of get into a peer group. Because again, it's a lot of networking. We talk about this every week. It's who you know in your Rolodex. It's who is your mentor? Who is going to give you that opportunity to shine? And every one of us, like if we know somebody in our Rolodex, that's where we want to be. They might be able to say, yo, bro, I'm going to hook you up for this one. Don't let me down. And you get a chance that maybe your friend didn't get, but right. you were ready for it. Opportunity meets preparation, luck, right? right so, so that's kind of my life experience is I've always found myself being positioned in a place where when the time is right, somebody called on me and I was ready. And that's I've been able to really do well here in Hollywood because of it. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, appreciate you, Tony, as well. Uh, Ricardo, I see you. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think it's important that we make the distinction. Like what we're talking about here is, you know, it's formal education versus experience, because I think that just overall, I think experience is education. You know, if you're learning on the job, so, and that may be more more valuable than you know sitting in a classroom and learning about theory uh, versus you know actually doing the job. Um, now, I do think that there's a cultural problem where you know you've been told like you have to go to college and a lot of times you know like you know like y'all have mentioned before like a lot of careers don't require a college degree one of the things that bothers me about my industry and insurance is that one of the requirements is a college degree and it doesn't even matter what degree you have and so it doesn't help like so you might have like an arts degree that doesn't really help you you know for what we're doing reading contracts um but then there's people that have done the job, but because they don't have a degree, they, they're not seen as competitive. So that's one of the things that bothers me just in, you know, just in my, in my own industry. Um, and then as far as like how to go about going through college, it's, I think there's a mentoring issue. There's a parenting issue in this country in that people are going to like these universities that they can't afford. And statistically, I mean, I haven't done a research study on this, so I'm just going based on what I know. Um, it really doesn't make a difference like where you went to school or it shouldn't make a difference yeah. unless you're going to be like a lawyer where, you know, obviously like an Ivy League school looks better on, on your resume. But if you're going to do some, some other career, they just want to make sure that you can do the job. Yeah. So and, and, you know, there's got to be there's got to be a way to where. Uh, to where you can do the job and see if you like it before you decide this is what I'm going to major on. This is what I'm going to major in. This, how many times have we seen it where somebody, you know, is doing a major and then they graduate and then they don't like what they're doing. So now they have to go back and get another degree. And yeah, and, and you, that's just a waste of time and money. And, and you know, too, Ricardo, I want to drop that in right there, man. I was trying to drop it in, but um, you know, it's kind of like when you go to a doctor, or you go to a dentist to get your teeth done. You know, you're not asking the dentist, did you graduate from USC? Oh, did you graduate from UCLA? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a lot of people say, oh, is it really about what school you went to? I mean, you know, are, are individuals asking you that? But yeah, that, that's right on point. Um, Amika, I see you. Go ahead, man. Welcome to Parlay, bro. Oh, Amika, I think you're on. Uh, I think you're on mute right now. Go ahead. Sorry about that. What's up, man? Good. How are you? Good, man. Uh, good to see everybody. 
So I think as far as to answer Ricardo's question, um, I hire a lot of people, right? And I prefer college graduates. Uh, and the reason for that is a commitment. That's what they're looking for, that you can commit to something, right? If you can commit to a four-year college, I know that you can commit to the job and not quit as soon as something gets hard. So that's that's what they're looking at. It's not like that you can do the job. It's, it's, and there's things that you gain from college, things like communication, things how to think outside the box and take initiatives, you know? Those are skills. They're not really looking for like, that you know, you know, the square root of X or whatever, you know, that's not what they're looking for. It's, it's right. more about those soft skills, you know, which is things that you learn in college. Um, and I also feel like I, we also have to be a little bit careful when we talk about education because it's changing, right? So now you have um, these specialized educations where you can skip a traditional four-year college and go through school in a year, you know, and specialize and get the skills that you need, you know, and I think employers are starting to accept those and value those more than actual traditional four-year college. Because if you go and do a graduate certificate in GIS or like, you know, um, I don't know, like uh, Excel or something, you know, more employers would look at that um, as a better qualification for a job that's, you know, in a specialized field. You know? Yeah, yeah. So if a four-year college is not for you, don't shy away from those things. There's plenty of schools out there and plenty of um, organizations out there. I know LinkedIn does that. LinkedIn University um, used to be, um, I forgot what it, it used to be something else and LinkedIn bought them. So you can literally learn. I've, I've paid that for some of my employees and I've taken some classes there that yeah. you can literally become a master of something within you know a month. Yeah, and that's great stuff. I've heard that a lot, Amika, as well, to where, you know, individuals, um, they always say, hey, you know, when you have your degree, it, it's to show that you're able to start the race and finish the race, you know what I mean, uh, from start to finish. So, yeah, but that's actually fantastic as well. Um, I saw you, uh, Deshaun, did you, have a, did you have a question as well? I saw you raising your hand earlier. I'm just going to hire Amika to get the job I want to get <laughs> and then have him mentor me and guide me the right way. <laughs> there it is. And, and honestly, you know, uh, not to toot my own horns, you know, but in the 10 years that I've been in the industry, I've gotten like at least 20 people to a point where they make they went from making 30 grand to making over six figures. And it's just by picking up these little skills that you need that you can put on the table. There's a lot of jobs out there that will pay you six figures. Like it's not as hard as people, you know, uh, think. It's just a matter of getting the right experience to get you in the door. Yeah, that's good stuff. This is what the parlay is all about, you know, uh, connect, you know, send private messages, connect with people as well. Um, Tony Bodie, I see you. Go ahead. Just wanted to throw in the pot that we need to look at the future with robotics and jobs that are going away and new jobs that are coming. Computer programming is a high job in demand, high demand, uh, knowing how to program. So having an idea of what the future looks like in 20 years is really important for the young kids coming up that have to make the decision about, do I go to work or do I go to college? Um, and having a focal point of like, okay, what do I think is going to be around in 10 or 20 years that's actually going to be in need? And we always know sales, right? Sales is always going to be there. So there's a lot of courses you can take to be a better salesperson. 
but you can make millions of dollars in sales, right? There's certain tier ceilings in certain careers. Programming, you can be a billionaire as a programmer. Right. So yeah. uh, space industry, um, yeah. Yeah. securities. Um, I mean, there's so many industries that are, that are gaming. All this stuff is fairly new that we didn't have when I was in school. Right. But had I taken, you know, I don't know, there's courses that are just totally truck driving. If you became a truck driver, those jobs are going away. They're actually automated semi trucks that are going to take over the roadways. So, you know, just taking a look at what's the future look like, I think it's really important to, to throw in this mix. Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah, I was going to be segmenting that too as well after Ricardo says, go ahead, go ahead, Ricardo, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that the there's also, you know, we also have to keep in mind about the systemic issue when it comes to education is education is a business at the end of the day. So universities will focus on charging as much as they can. And the reason they can do that is because of the student loan program. It's because they, they know it's a guarantee. So why wouldn't you raise the price? You know, if if you're running a business selling insurance and the government guarantees that you're going to get a, somebody's going to get a loan for buying your product, why wouldn't you raise the price? And so that's that's contributing to the problem. I think I think the student loan program people look at it as a good thing. It's actually a bad thing, like overall, because you know student debt is like one of the biggest you know issues with the economy right now. So I think there's there should be um, a sense of urgency about educating the the younger generation about how to approach you know education you know you sh you know figure out a way to like you know get your education without getting in debt because at the end of the day um i mean how many times have we seen you know stories about a doctor who's broke because yeah. everything that they earn it goes towards they're paying their you know their loan and yeah. it's just yeah, no, that's great stuff as well, Ricardo. I was going to bring that up as well is that, you know, you see a lot of people that, um, you know, hey, I spent $100,000 for my education and they struggle getting an actual job um, after they graduate. And they're in so much debt because of the, the interest rates that are on their loans to where eventually that 100,000 is 150, 175, you know, 200 and, and, and they're, they're drowning. And, you know, you see a husband and wife like that, you know, that are and both. Then and, then, and then there's also the trap of the student loan forgiveness programs, where if you work for the government after 10 years, they'll wipe it out. That um, actually, that's actually a trap. I was working with uh, an attorney in Sacramento. He was working for the government He's making 75k a year and i told him i do why don't you go to like a firm you probably make double he's like oh i'm trying to put in my 10 years so that i can you know they can forgive the loan i'm like dude take the hundred fifty thousand dollar job if you do the math you'll be able to pay off your loan you know in five years versus relying on a program that may or may not be there right it's actually going to cost you more by you you know staying yeah. in this job just so that it can be forgiven and he exactly. was like oh yeah you're right i'm like well, I guess they didn't really teach you math. And, and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I see Lucas. Welcome to the parlay. Lucas, go ahead and take it away. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to add to uh, what Ricardo said. So I, I, you know, I went to college. I went to UCLA and I'm a fairly recent graduate. I graduated in uh, 2015. And um, I know some people that, you know, I, got, I know someone who's getting their second master's degree. I mean, 
this this is someone who and you know obviously they went and got to UCLA so they're they're a pretty smart person right um, but I also know people that you know had success and it wasn't always necessarily the like STEM versus non-STEM divide but just to the general point of education I I do think education is valuable and I I've definitely benefited from my education but I think Ricardo brought some great points about you know like do you really need a degree to do insurance sales? I mean, it's probably probably better to do like an apprenticeship model. Uh, and I know a lot of other countries and not just, you know, uh, countries that, you know, might not be as economically um, nice to live in as America, but, you know, like the Scandinavian countries in Germany and Switzerland really rely more on an apprenticeship model. And they, they seem to be doing pretty well, at least from what I've seen. So it's not like it's the only, the traditional education is the only way forward. And the whole thing with student loans, I completely agree. I think uh, I think a lot of these schools would change their tone a little bit if they had to guarantee the loans and not the uh, not the school or yeah. not the government. You know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just free money from the government, basically, right? Yeah. But like if it's like no, 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 you guys, even if it was fifty percent or something, I think they would change their tune quite a bit on how how things would uh, how things would operate. But yeah, I just wanted to add to that because as a as a recent grad, I I do see a lot of that stuff and. Don't get me wrong. Education has value, um, especially if you're going into a technical field or law or medicine. But, you know, it also can be a trap where, you know, if you get a degree and you, you know, you kind of go into a job where you might not have necessarily needed that degree. It's like you wasted four years of time. Plus, you have the debt. And uh, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, Lucas, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. Uh, Robert Alexander, take it away. <laughs> And then, like, um, another thing, too, is that this on the subject of debt is that, the, the you know, especially for these younger guys, you know, fresh out of college and whatnot, and they put themselves in debt. And then they want to, you know, you go out here and you want to try to buy a home. You want to try to do something to advance your life. And then you got this huge debt on your on your on your on your debt to income ratio, which hurts you to get approved for a loan because you may have too much. So. That's just the biggest challenge I see, mainly how it hurts you going to college if you choose to go the big bad route of $150,000, $200,000 type of college. But if it's modest and respectable and, and not full of, you know, hey, I want to go to USC and, you know, spend all this money and then put myself in debt, then that's one thing. Then the other thing is, is this, I think um, ultimately just the term education is to me information. And now education and information is out there. So the value of education is now becoming a commodity because if we take 20 years, 30 years ago, I mean, 40 years ago, you had to look at encyclopedias to learn stuff. You had to know somebody who was smart in your family tree or to get to gain the knowledge or really close with teachers. Now you can learn just about anything you want. Now, the thing is, how do you get in the door of a company that doesn't necessarily see a degree in your portfolio? Well, they're smart enough to know now that geniuses all don't go to college. So you can, you know, you know, there's what Steve Jobs guys that dropped out. Um, it's guys that have now shown you don't necessarily you don't have to look down on a person who didn't go to college. But I think from an experience level. I, it's something you want to do because it's going to be a piece of life that you're going to always admire about yourself is that, hey, I, it's like saying I played sports growing up or, you know, hey, I, I was a cheerleader, whatever, girl, guy, whatever. It's just something I think is a respectable element to yourself. 
Um, but don't 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 hurt yourself trying to go too big in college because it's definitely a big business. Yeah, definitely. No, and I agree with you. I mean, even with my degrees, I mean, I, I got to say it's, it's helped me to push forward with everything that I do in life. So um, that, that's, that, that's really, really big. And I want to throw something into the parlay real quick. You know me, I'm going to throw it in here. So, um, and I do see you, Amika. So you can, you can actually answer this one and add to what you're saying. But um, here's a question I have. Do you think that where we are right now, um, as far as in the world, and how individuals now, you have these um, <clears throat> Instagram um, individuals that have a tons of followers, you know, um, <laughs> that are making money from not going to school, but having tons of followers. And Instagram and, and YouTube are paying big bucks for these um you know, these, these Instagrammers that are making all this money. What do you guys think about that? Is that beneficial in the world that we're in today? Or is it for the, for the young generation? Is it hurting them, making them say, oh, you know what? <laughs> I want to go ahead and promote my own Instagram channel. And, and, and I, don't, I don't need to go to school, you know, from there. So let's talk about that. I see you, Amika. Go ahead, Amika. Yeah, that's funny you brought that up. I think the thing is, the, I used to, um, subscribe to the model of like, you know, this is how jobs are supposed to be defined, you know, this is how the economy is supposed to be defined. But today, like technology is changing everything. And if you're in that dead end job, you know, you have to start thinking about the job of today and the job of tomorrow, like Tony was saying. Right. Like the job is changing. What we define as a job is changing, you know. Influencer, being an influencer, that's a job. Right. right, because you're promoting something, you're doing something. It's hard. It's harder than most people think. It's it's literally a 24-hour day. Like you're putting in so much content and you're doing so much. So it is a job. And if right. that if that's what you want to do and you put in the resources and the time, hey, big up to you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I wanted to add is now I think we need to find ways to start promoting this in. <clears throat> lower income community, right? Because companies like Amazon, Tesla, Apple, even, even Facebook, they have their own certification that they actually value more than a four-year college, right? You can go to Amazon and take a certification to become a programmer or whatever, you know? Right. As long as you can do that and you put in that time, six months or whatever, and in most cases, they actually pay for it or they're freedom for free, and if you can pass that, it's a guaranteed job in, you know, so why not? And most of these jobs pay pretty good. So right, exactly. I think as kids grow, you know, in at least the, the, the high school, they need to start offering those options or making sure they know that those are options that they can take instead yeah. of going to college and, and accruing this crazy amount of debt. I like it. Yep. Hey, yeah. Appreciate you, Mika. Devon, welcome to the parlor. I see you, man. Go ahead, bro. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Um, so going on on what you're saying, um, I, I I think neither is wrong. You know what I mean? I think if you if you have a means of you know making yourself more marketable, and your way of making yourself marketable is your following, then you do it. If your way of making yourself more marketable is your degree or your trade or your certificate, then you do that. And yeah. I don't I don't think there's one way to success. I think there's more ways that, you know, people can do it. I mean, but when you talk about following, 
you got to remember you're basically doing marketing for somebody. If you have a following of 100,000 followers, you know, and you put anything on that page, right. anything, whether it's a watch, a T-shirt, anything, 100,000 people see that item. Right. So you're essentially doing marketing and promotion for whatever it is that, you know, you're, you're wearing or you're showing or you're trying to display or anything. You do a cooking tutorial and you got 100,000 followers, 100,000 people saw that. And then right. their friends can talk about it and talk to their friends and it becomes a branch out. So I think, you know, like I said, I think it's just a matter of you, you have to use whatever fits you. And I don't think everybody has a personality to, you know, want to do Instagram and want to be in front of a camera all day and things like that. That's not everybody's path and or nor their personality. But if you're, you know, if, if that's what you fit and what fits you, yep. you go ahead and do it. I love it. I love it. This is the parlay. Thank, thanks, D. Appreciate you. Deshaun, I see you, man. Go ahead. So when I have a bad day, I, I referred to two people, Nip and Kobe. And uh, Kobe, Kobe would say, I mean, you know, if one is, you know, if you're a parent, if you're making money, the Instagram or whatever, you're putting food on the table for your family, right? And if you're doing that, he would, Kobe would probably say, break it down to the cellular level. And, uh, you know, if it's making money, that's great. But that sounds like an entrepreneur. But uh, you also have to hone in on your craft. So if you're doing Instagram, you're probably going to have to read a book on how to become a better Instagrammer, you know. And, you know, and then I'll double down on that with Nipsey. He probably would say there's no substitution for hard work. You know, when you're younger, you can do stuff. You may get lucky, you know, and you win a lottery ticket or something. But if you look at the statistics, you know, most lottery winners lose their money because, you know, they don't, you know, you don't have a plan. You got to have a lawyer, trust, you know, pick up your lottery ticket with a trust name instead of your personal name. So people don't come after you asking for donations, whatever. You got to do the research. So, I mean, Maybe the companies are paying big bucks and you make money, but easy come, easy go. But if you make the money, that's great. You know, I'm happy for you. No, like, regrets or I don't have any ill will. But you have to horn in on your craft. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever you got lucky with, whatever you got blessed with. Yeah. If you made money on YouTube, then hey, you got to keep it up and then, like, find out to get, like, better internet to broadcast your video yeah. on Google Fiber, you know, yeah. instead of... DSL, you know. I, I like I like what you're saying too, Deshaun. How you said you gotta hone in on your craft. I think that's big. I mean, you gotta hone in, focus on your craft. That's that's huge. Jonathan, I see you, man. Welcome to the parlay. Take it away, my my cousin. How's it going, everyone? Hope hope everyone's having a good night. Um, yeah, it's interesting what you were saying about the Instagram because I was watching um that guy Jake, you know, who does boxing. Um, he was mentioning. He's saying, you know. Being a YouTube subscriber, being an instant, uh, you know, not a subscriber, like being someone that's on. Hey, Jonathan, turn up your uh, your mic a little bit. Turn up your mic a little, a little bit. Let me say something. Hold on. Let me see if you can hear me. Hold on. Yeah, turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah. All right. Can you can you hear me now? There you go. Go ahead, man. Welcome to the parlay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um. So yes, I was saying earlier, like, uh, uh can you guys hear me? 
Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. Okay, perfect, perfect. So I was saying earlier, um, this guy Jake, who was he, he was a YouTube, um, uh, what was it? Just a YouTube uh, star, you know, went to boxing, and I saw his uh, his podcast today. They were saying like, you know, bo- uh, being a YouTube uh, a star and also Instagram star is more hard. It's being it's a lot harder than being in boxing. And I was like, I find it interesting because think about it. Like he's saying like, oh, like you know, every day you have to come with new content, stuff to get entertained people to be able to bring back. Like, how can you have an audience, a million audience every day to able to bring them back, sustain that business, sustain that marketing, sustain people's mentalities. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to this guy every other day because end of the day, you know, like it's you putting yourself out there 24 seven. It, it, it depends on the business. I feel like it's a young, young man's game, but it depends how you go about it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Pre- appreciate you, Cuzzo. Of course, of course. All right. Ricardo, I see you. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I think uh, I'm about to, I'm about to sound contradictory here because I'm gonna make two points that are that gonna seem contradictory. I think with the proliferation of social media, uh, with all the platforms, I think it speaks to both the ingenuity of the American spirit as far as like you know this is a way for me to make money just by creating content by you know using these platforms to broadcast yourself. That's on, on the one hand, from the standpoint of the content producer. But I think from the standpoint of the general population, it speaks to the dumbing down of society. Because there's a lot of stuff that people that make money just by producing really useless content. And it's good for them because they, they you know, they're making money. Right. But it doesn't speak well of, as far as like the population in general, because, you know, we're people are buying information that is useless. So they're not helping themselves. They're helping others, but they're not helping themselves. And then there's the perception that I don't have to work hard. You know, I can just create a video and, you know, you got, they, you guys talked earlier about, you know, focusing on your craft. Uh, and, you know, they mentioned Jake Paul and his brother, Logan Paul, who's went into boxing and they're creating a lot of, you know, excitement in boxing, but they're really not boxers. And a lot of the actual boxers are pissed off because, you know, they're getting more attention, they're getting more money, but, you know, it's, it's, it's capitalism, you know, if they can sell more, then they're going to make more than the actual boxers. Um, yeah. There's another boxer, there's a young boxer, Ryan Garcia, who's big on Instagram. Um, and he thinks that he, because he's got seven or 8 million followers, that he can now command, you know, these bigger purses, but in boxing, a following on Instagram doesn't translate into pay-per-view numbers. But he comes in with this attitude of, I'm the, I'm the number one draw. And it's like, no, you're really not. And there's some flaws in his game. He's good. I mean, he, he's getting better all, you know, all the time. Every time he comes out and performs, he gets better. But I feel like that success on Instagram doesn't translate into success in the ring. And you know, eventually, that might get to his head. And he might, you know. Get beaten, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Okay, okay. Got you. Great one. Tony, I see you. Go ahead. You know, it's funny when we talk about Instagram. If you get on a moving train after it's moving, you, you've you've lost the ability to actually succeed. You have to hit it before it becomes popular. They're turning down the ability to reach people on social media every day. You put a post out, you might get five or 10 people. Back in the day, you might get everyone on your, that's, that's enrolled in your um, social media. Uh, 
So like if you had 50,000, you might hit 50,000. Today, you might have 50,000 as a number and you might hit 10. So the ability to be successful on social media is diminishing. And it's like, you know, getting a pro football, um, you know, acceptance, or it's like getting a, a rep contract, a record deal. It's like getting famous as an actor. The odds of it happening are very slim. Does it mean it can't happen? No. So if you're focusing, saying, oh, it seems like that's the route I want to go, sit home, play video games all day and make a million dollars, the odds that's going to happen for you is, is like winning the lottery. But what I really wanted to point to is, again, like knowing the future, know, knowing what's coming is, is really important for the kids that are watching this, the younger generation that are making decisions right now. You know, I'm well on my course. I'm well going down the path what I'm, what I'm going to do. And I've pretty much figured out what works for me and what doesn't. And I'm still going back and getting an education because it feels good to say I'm at Harvard. That just feels good to say, but is it going to benefit me? Probably not, you know, but that doesn't matter. It's about finding what you enjoy and what your passion is. And when you find your passion, you're unstoppable. So all of these parlays we talk about, it usually comes full circle back to what's your passion, right? Not what's your label. Not what's your power, what's your passion. passion. And if you can remember that from these parlays, if we can inspire the youth, which is I think the reason this was in in your inception of it, was how can we help the younger generation know which way to go with all this chaos in this world right now? What can we do as mentors, as elders to say, hey, son, I would try blah, blah, blah. Education, formal education has been watered down like we've said summing up what we've talked about today as a big business it is a mill it is a machine it is just pushing you in and pulling you out taking your money and keeping you in debt and keeping you as 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 sheep but doesn't mean that you don't meet fraternity members that you use or work with or stay in touch with that open doors that you could not open otherwise so somebody uh texted in here typed in your uh, your chat it is the network it absolutely is the people that you meet in college that throughout your life, you might find that open doors that you would have never met. It's the experience of life and living in an environment away from your parents that you get to experience in a safe environment, the university system. There's nothing like it. Now, one thing I do want to drop, Tony, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to throw some ruffles in the feather. Yeah. I don't even know if I said that right, but (laughs) we're on the parlay. But I was told that when you go to college, it's better to go to a college that is in state rather than out of state because the fees are excessive and extraordinary when you go out of state. So if you live in California, you know, I went to Cal State Fullerton, but you know, if I decide that I'm going to just go out of state, fees are a lot higher. What are your thoughts on that, Tony? My thoughts are I have triplets that are eight, going to be 18 next month right? Cindy does. That's three kids going to college right now. What did I say to him? Ah, we can't afford college. You better educate yourself. You better get a scholarship. You better find a way. And so don't let numbers or money stop you from doing what's in your heart. There's not a, if, if my education cost a million dollars and I'm worth 10 million or hundred million and I, I'll pay it off. If I believe in what I'm doing, where there's a will, there's a way, God will open up a door and drop a truckload of money on you. So don't let a hurdle stop you from being educated because there's nothing like education, whether it's in the streets 
it's from your friends and your peers or it's from a formal situation. But education at the end of the day, after this conversation, I am 100% for education. 100, no matter how much it costs. I love it. I love it. Hey, appreciate you, Tony, as well. Amika, I see you. Love that. Oh, my God. I'm loving tonight, though. Sorry this, I missed this, last this time. Is, this is a hot parlay. <laughs> this is a hot parlay. Tony, thank yeah, you. So, yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to say that to Ricardo is, is this, you know, every generation has a rush, right? Whether it's like the gold rush where people were going out to go try to see if they would get lucky and everybody else thought they were stupid or whatever it is or lazy because you're trying to go, you know, try your luck out, whether it was moonshining or all of that. This every single generation has had a rush, right? And the early adapters, you know, that's a word that I adapted very like recently. The early adapters are always the ones that make it. By the one, the late adapters come through, everything is done and they're ready to move on to the next thing, right? So social media is the same thing. We're going through a whole social media like rush right now. We are like Clubhouse. The first people that went into Clubhouse are actually making money hosting Clubhouse, right? Um, so we just launched an app called Local Buzz and all the early adapters too, right? Those people are people that will give in like certain like functions that they can do. And by the time the late adapters join, it's something else, right? So doing the research, if you want to do the social media thing or you want to do the entrepreneur thing, doing the research and being like part of that early adapters, you know, that's where you make your money and you move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's that's big. It's like Facebook. It's like when Facebook started, you know, before Facebook was, was MySpace, before yeah. MySpace was Black Planet. Before yeah. that, I don't even know what it was, you know, and then- Friendster. <laughs> Friendster, yeah, and stuff started blowing up. I mean, I remember back when I was in college, like early part college, I was on Black Planet. I was on, you know, MySpace, and I was thinking, wow, this is cool. I can connect with all kinds of people on here. And then next thing you know, it started blowing up. I'm telling my age, I don't even care. 43, y'all, 43. Let's keep it going. Ricardo, I see you. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I agree with Amika. I think every generation has its own you know, new thing that people jump in and some succeed, some don't. Some are late, like Tony was mentioning, you know, you're getting on the train while it's moving. Um, and I'll just say about just education in general, I probably came across as anti-education. I'm not, I think education is important. Uh, now to answer the question that you asked about in-state or out of, you know, out-of-state tuition, I think that if you can afford it, if you want to have the college, the full-on college experience out of state and live on, you know, in the dorms, and you should go for it if you have the money. But I don't think it's worth coming out in, in with massive debt for that experience because you're going to regret it later on. Right. And I mean, unless you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people can actually succeed. You know, some people can become entrepreneurs and find a way to, you know, be out of debt, you know, rather fast. But the data, like statistically, it's just going to be uh, a nightmare for, for most people. So that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. If you can afford it, yeah. uh, go for it. And, and I think, all. yeah, and I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think if you can afford it, go for it. But the thing is, though, is that, you know, the out-of-state fees are, are really excessive, um, super excessive. You know, I, cho I chose an in-state college, you know, in Cali, um, close to home. 
you know, um, in which I was able to be very successful and I found jobs that paid for my tuition. So I was, I was walking yeah, I, on I, air. I was, I was in Cal State Fullerton myself and, you know, in the middle of Orange County. And I felt like I had the full college experience. I was on campus. I was working on campus and then going to school on campus. I would actually go home just to sleep. Right. So I felt like I got the full experience. I got to meet a bunch of people. You know, I got to go to different shows and just build connections. Um, yeah. I think it's just a matter of perspectives, you know, depending on what your situation is. Yeah. And one thing that I did, I mean, I was at Cal State Fullerton and I just started doing promotions and I was doing Hollywood events and I was, you know, networking and I was, that was back in the day. And I was out at, you know, um, you know, uh, Hollywood, like every, every weekend. And I, I was networking. I was at, you know, Cal State Long Beach meeting people. I was at other places. I was like popping everywhere and I built my network that way. So, um, you know, but definitely, definitely. Uh, Tony, I see you. Go ahead. You know, I said, take a year off after high school. Guess how long it takes to be a resident in a state? A year. Use that year to be the resident. Go move there, right? And get yourself situated. Now you got college. Now you don't have to worry about the fees. You got that year of experience. You can intern. You can go as an associate. You can hip pocket with somebody that knows what's up and take a job that you're volunteering for. A lot of those people that volunteer end up doing so well that they end up being CEO someday. I'm telling yep. you, you can work from being a busboy to owning the restaurant, uh, but it's yep. the passion. If you got passion, do not let money stop you. Don't be your own gatekeeper. Don't be your own blocker. Guaranteed there's enough of that in the world. And again, I'm all about, don't worry about what you think is going to stop you. Right. That's going to stop you as you're thinking. Go for it. I'm encouraging. That, go for it. Go for it. Go for and, it. And, and, and that right there, Tony, is what I've been talking about as far as lack of mentoring, mentorship. Because most yes. people just say, Let's just jump into a different state. What you're saying is be smart about it. Take a year right. off. Yeah. Become a right. resident. But it's hang so with somebody that knows what's up. Get right. a mentor. And, get yeah. a big brother. Right. Get a father. Right. Get somebody. It doesn't have to be your blood, but hang right. with somebody that knows what's up and they're going to show you the ropes. Right. And you join know the parlay network. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Join the parlay. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's the big thing about parlay. I mean, it's information. I mean, people that are listening in and you don't even have to speak on the parlay. Like literally you don't, you don't have to speak. You can just listen. Like my cousin Jonathan's doing lifting weights right there. I see you, Jonathan. I see you, man. I see you. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do on the parlay and you're getting information. So the thing is, is this, is that, and I want to throw another mix real quick. I know we got five minutes. We're five minutes out, but do you think parlay that, where we are in the economy today and with COVID-19 that hit and how so many individuals across the nation are studying at home, do you think it's going to change things now based on individuals wanting to go to college, um, leaving their, their nest egg, going out of state, um, and, and taking that leap? Do you think that's, that's null and void now? Or do you think things are going to change in the future? Because now everything is being worked from home. Robert, I see you. Go ahead, man. Well, I'll speak on that firsthand. My son, my son's high school tuition is about 20K a year, private education, and most of it's spent at this house. So my thing is, if this was to continue, how I look at it is, why are we at this high-end school paying 20000 a month when I can be at a public school with the same bedroom with extra supplemental education and get the same outcome. So as this thing can, can stays like this, then yeah, you got to look at 
what the value of these schools are if we're home studies, because now you're basically going to online college. And that exactly. pretty much, it's like, you know, that's not the same as going to the, the, the university and being, you're, you're paying, just like you're paying for the experience. You go to the high-end restaurants, you want the service. You go to college, you want the vibe. If you're just in some room getting education and you might as well, you could have you did that at any, you know, it, in the past, just join online school. So hopefully this isn't a trend because, you know, um, nothing's fun about being in a bedroom because everybody learns different. You know, um, I was always a classroom guy. So just to answer your question, I hope it doesn't stay like this. But yes, if this did continue, then many people paying money will have to rethink it. Yep, that's what I, hey, that's what it's about. I'm happy I dropped that in the parlay. Devon, I see you. Go ahead, my brother. Um, No, just piggybacking off what he said. Um, I mean, it, it depends on what happens with the next couple of years. I mean, it just depends if it's, yeah. If it becomes a society where people are just doing their learning from home, then I think it changes and you go to the school that's the most affordable. Right. But if it becomes, if it returns to what we deem quote unquote normal, then you go to, I mean, I talk to kids for a living. I mean, that's what I do. And, you know, it, 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 I tell people as a military child, I grew up in the military, my background, um, I won't tell you everything, but. I grew up in the military, so I moved all the time. I tell people all the time, like like Tony said, do a year in another state, just just to see something else and get a different perspective on life, see different politics, meet different people, see different cultures, everything. Just just to understand that there's more outside of the world than just what's in your city. And yeah, I, love I would say absolutely, you should. You know, if if you if you have the means. Yeah, take a gap year, become a resident in the state of your choosing, and then go to school and and learn what life is like. If you've been in Arizona your whole life, go to school in somewhere that's not Arizona. If you've been in New York your whole life, go to school somewhere that's not New York because it's just a different life out there. It's just different. You might find out the grass is green on the other side. You might find out that it's just dirt. But regardless, you found out. I love it. This is what I love about the parlay. This was a super hot parlay. Jonathan, I see you. Jonathan, welcome to the parlay, my brother. Go ahead and take it away. How you doing, hey, man? Good. How are you? All right. I'm saying anything. Oh, I was just wanting to piggyback on that. Um, for me, I didn't really, I went to a community college, but I wanted to start getting into like different states and like, I don't know, just doing different things and experiencing like other parts of life that I wasn't really a part of. So what I did is I started a photography company and I just started putting my ads in like Craigslist in different states. And it helps because people paid for me to go do their stuff. I didn't, I never told them I didn't live there. I just, you know, <laughs> I just said, <laughs> I can be in LA, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, and it helped out. Like it sounded weird, but yeah, it helped out with me like actually like doing stuff in different states and actually getting me events and gigs and like the whole networking thing. And it was, it's something I, I don't regret and I highly recommend. It just goes to show that, you know, finances shouldn't mean don't mean anything you can just i bought a camera and you know put an ad on craigslist and there i was like in different states. there you go man hey. now i know how you travel jonathan yeah you know mecca knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah. man love it man love it love it appreciate you jonathan man and uh um, welcome to the parlay just, uh, just a just a special suggestion here for everybody dodgecoin this is just an investment. I, I I just bought some shares of Dogecoin and it's already like tripled. So, wow. There you guys is. are into it. <laughs> Dogecoin. There it is. Well, everybody, eight o'clock on the dot.
Um, actually, uh, seven o'clock in Cali. Oh, Deshaun, I see you. What's up? Oh, I think I think you got your your mic on, man. Go ahead. No, I was saying peace. Oh, you saying peace? Okay. Everybody, I just want you guys to know uh, we, we really appreciate you joining the parlay. Another great session. Fantastic. Every Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check us out, parlayallday.com. Everybody, have a great one. And uh, remember to parlay all day. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a safe one. Stay safe. Right. One love. All right. <laughs>